Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. Good morning. Good morning. Marvin here and Bianca. We should be like, good morning. This is Mountain Home Road. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine coming up. We're like ready. And then I have like the din din din. Our date ain't working this morning for anybody on here that's worked out before. Uh, so, Bianca. Yes. Our subject for today. Is We're not on the subject of the day first. We have to sorry. say. Oh, we're going to say we're all, (laughs) we have our uh, information about dogs and training. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. And we have podcasts on Spotify and Apple, right? Correct. And follow us on there. I mean, go on there and hit the subscribe button and stuff on whichever ones you can. And try to keep up. Sometimes we have like barrel games we had the other day was super, super fun, you know, and, uh, so you can keep up with what we're doing and where we might be at, you know. Uh, we have our team reach app as well that you can um, see all of our events, but we always post them to social media so you can stay up to date pretty easy that way too. Yeah, And if anybody on here that if you have a, a place, a facility where you'd like for us to do a, a dog clinic, you know, let us know. And we're always open to that. Uh, yeah, we do travel in clinics. Yes. You just have to have a fence space and then you um, recruit clients. Yes, and we help you. And we post We it. do, yeah. The farthest, it's a small uh, number. Yeah, as far as farthest I went so far is Mississippi. So we do travel some when we do them. So, uh, we have some events coming up. We have a group walk this Wednesday, 131 at 10 a.m. at Jake with Park. I yeah, we're not going to be at the they, river because you have to have life jackets. They, hold on on the location for that. Wednesday, 131 at Tom Gill Park, not Jake with Park. Oh. Tom Gill Park. And it's right there off College of 10 a.m. Or yep. right in that area. In Newburgh. And then uh, Saturday, oh. sorry, Friday, February 9th. Friday, February 9th at 6 p.m. We have an obedience clinic, new or Recurring clients, $65 for a two-hour class. Uh, we cover pretty much what everyone wants to work on and then what we feel you need to work on. Uh, Saturday to 10 at 11.15, we have a new class. It's board and train tune-up class. Uh, that's two hours, and that is only $45. So and that's for all dogs who's trained with Any them. dogs that are done board and train, yeah. And then uh, that's what we have other than our normal set. Now, on that, what about the people who have done the hybrid programs and stuff? The hybrid can go. Okay. Yeah. So if you have questions about it, just contact us and we'll answer them for you. Yeah. So uh, now are we ready for a subject for today? Yes. So, but like I said, make sure you go to all of our different, what are they called, platforms or something? Yes. Hey, man, we're good, huh? Nice job. Yeah. And uh, hit subscribe on them, you know. I'm trying to learn more about it, but Bianca's my teacher on that. She's not very good sometimes. I'm good. I'm just not yeah. patient. Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> so, uh, our subject today is going to be leash reactive. 
Leash reactivity. Yeah. But yeah. Reactive or reactivity? Leash reactivity. Really? Yeah. Is that different? Yeah, if you were saying leash reactive dogs, it's the same thing, but if it's just the topic headline, it's leech reactivity. So we're not talking about dogs, then. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Bianca doesn't want to debate uh, on this. <laughs> so we're just going to move on. And so do you want to ask me some questions about it? Or do you want me yeah, just to yeah, bail yeah. into it? No, I'll well, ask I can, you some questions. I'm going from day to the Atlantic Ocean. What is leash reactivity? With dogs, not babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it or how does it start? No. What is it? Well, for me, I and I don't know, I feel anytime your dog is has a tight leash trying to get to anything. A squirrel. A ball, a kite, car, a car, people, a person, a dog. Dogs. Anytime your dog's leash is tight to get to something or somebody. What are other things that they do when they're trying to get to the person or somebody? As in? They don't just pull. Well, sometimes they bark, they whine, they cry. They dig their nails into the concrete. Yeah. 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 Or they bite the person holding the leash. Yeah. You know, we've got quite a few of those clients. Yeah. That's been bit by their own dog, and and it's not just like a little puppy that like pulls on the leash and wants. No, to a lot of these dogs are six, eight, ten years old that's yeah. gotten this yeah. way, and, and a lot of people hit these dogs and, and don't walk them no more, or they walk them at three, four o'clock in the morning right. when there's no other people out. So <clears throat> the leash reactivity dog is like it's just terrible. I mean, it's, and I think some people are confused. Uh, if they have a very excitable dog or a dog that really likes squirrels and that same dog barks and lunges on the leash at the squirrels or at the dogs, it doesn't mean that they want to go kill the dogs or fight the dogs, sure. but you might still have leash reactivity if they're, they're lunging in. But this is where, and for me, it's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. And they start getting their leash tight, and then people start getting aggravated, and a lot of people put strong collars, pinch collars, whatever on them to hold them back, but they don't get the leash loose. Mm-hmm. And then it makes pressure and pain on the dog. But you can cause leash reactivity without a pinch collar or a prong. It just sometimes gets worse when you use a prong or a pinch collar. Well, you're more prong. likely to get bit yourself if you put that kind on them to restrain them when you can't get the leash loose. Right. That makes sense? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that sometimes people are always like, oh, my dog just wants to play. Yes. When he's dragging yeah. them to you and your dog. And when it starts out, a lot of times they do just want to play. Yeah, it very yeah. Much may be just yeah. that they want to play but at the beginning. The bad thing is, is when your dog's dragging you to another dog, and the other dog's like, whoa, I don't know about you coming over here like that, you know? Sometimes that's when you end up in a dog fight. Right. Because the other dog's just like, no, I can't handle this, you know? Yeah. Or your dog gets there, he's so excited, he's jumping all over the other dog. And your dog may not be, I'm going to start a dog fight. It may be, I'm going to get to that dog to go play because I want to, and I can drag my owner. 
And some of these dogs that are with the person that your dog's dragging you to, some of those dogs will fight when the dog gets there because they don't want the dog coming to their owner like that, you know. So there's so many different ways to look at it. And me, I've always said it, you know, you you just need a loose leash on your dog. Unless you're rollerblading or something, then it's a different story. The leash is never really meant to be a restraint. No. It's supposed to be a, a, a safety. It is. And law. You yeah. know, law has. Yeah. Uh, but it's like your seatbelt. You're not meant to drive down the road like uh, and have a wreck. Yeah. Choking the whole time. It's just that when you have a bump um, on the brake, you have a stopper. Yes. And I think our dogs, is, our owners are our dogs. Just, but it's hard, you know, for people to get a loose leash. And the worse this gets, the harder it is for them to get their dogs settled back down, you know. So, uh, and so that's where we come in if you need help. Right. What do you think causes the leash reactivity? Some people are going to be cranky with this, but okay. I think you didn't train your dog to walk on loose leash. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. You take your dog out into the world yeah. where it's not prepared. Yeah. You know, it's like putting, you know, never letting a 16-year-old kid ride in a car at all. Yeah. And then when they turn 16, you go buy them a new car, and you put them in there and buckle them up and be like, go. And they crash. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens to our dogs is, you know, people don't prepare them. Right. Because they're like, oh, they're just having fun. They're just having fun. Me, if I'm, if I'm not going to leash train on my dog or pup, and I've done it for years, you know, my cow dogs, I'll just let the pups go play. Right. And then I can control the play. They can't be too rough. You know what's terrible is that, I'm sure 20 years ago it, it may not have been as bad, but now rather than training your your dog to walk on a leash and a collar, you just get a harness so that they can pull comfortably. Yeah. Unless they go backwards. Well, yeah. I mean, one of these days Some we need. Harnesses. One of these days we need to make a video on it. Yeah. It'd be a fun video because people was here with a dog a couple weeks ago or whatever uh, for a meet and greet. They can't put a harness on their dog no more because they learned how to run backwards and pull it off and ran away. And it took right. like five hours to catch it or something. So, uh, and yeah, there might be harnesses they can't pull out of. I don't, I don't know much but about I harnesses. think there's some harnesses that are fit a lot better and actually put on the dog properly. And it's a little different, but most people don't have them on that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know that the ones that I've seen, like the pit bull got loose. I don't know that you could have put it on any differently that, that it wouldn't have backed off, backed out of it. But uh, the least reactive, I mean, you just can't have a dog walking in my world anyway. Uh, and we worked with a few pretty bad ones last week. Uh, one wanting to chase cars and trucks. and Anything with wheels yeah. in motion, yeah. And then the other one, I don't know, he wanted to growl at some guy at the park, but. Uh, so we we do work with these dogs a lot, but those are two worst ones we've had for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and neither one of them are mean, you know. They just wanted to get there. Uh, but still, for me, it's like, holy crap. I mean, I know how aggravated we were. Uh, not at the dog, but I was aggravated at myself because I thought I had way better control. And I could have had better control <laughs> if I would have handled it differently. 
but I didn't want to go in that situation with a perfect healing dog. Because I don't think they would have got that bad. I give them an opportunity to make a mistake, just so whoever owns them, when they take them home, if a dog tries to get out and make that mistake, they could just try to shut it back down. Right. But it's hard. You know, those two dogs was, I won't say hard for me. It was just, uh, aggravating ain't a very good word for me because I try not to get aggravated with the dogs, and I did, and I had fun with it, but. It's still overwhelming sometimes how quick they Well, they were just both, both the dogs were different. Yes. But they were like perfect, and then they get, boom, they lost it. Both of the dogs have been allowed to thrive on their prey drive so much that they have like a serious on switch with their drive. And no off switch. Normally, the dogs haven't been let to be so bad or so fixated on things. Uh, Like Gus with the remote control car. Gus was so fixated on the remote control car because he's been allowed to do that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So he's got so much more more uh, muscle memory on chasing. His mommy could call foul on that. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't know that. We'll tell her next time. Yeah. But it is. It's really hard on the dogs, too. Uh, and the owners. Because, I mean, you, could you imagine being uh, someone who just don't train dogs? Had Gus at that time in the city park. Whenever we well, people alone. get drugged down into the bark test yeah. or the concrete. And the same thing with uh, Murphy. It's just so hard. Uh, and I don't know. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't know that Gus was that way. Uh, but we're, we're going to definitely work on that to uh, try to see if we can get him calmed down from it. So but back to the leash reactive. This is what it's all about. The different scenarios you get your dogs into. Uh, it could be somebody walking down the road with a hamburger and your dog used to eat hamburgers out of your hand and your dog wants to drag you over there. It don't even have to be the cat or the squirrel or the four-wheeler or the bike or another dog. You know, it could be anything that uh, somebody walking down the street with a tug rope in their hand, and you've got a dog that really plays tug and uh, incorrectly, you know, uh, would want to go get that. Uh, another dog has one in the dog park. Your dog drags you over there to want to play with that dog and get that tug rope. So there's a lot of different ways to uh, to get yourself with a dog in a tight leash, to get, your, get yourself and your dog into trouble. Uh, it's the same thing if a dog runs up at my dog if that's off-leash dog. I still want my dog to be on a loose leash by my leg. And then when the dog gets there, we'll figure out what to do about it. But I don't want my dog dragging me to this off-leash dog from this play and coming to him. Right. Uh, do you have anything you want to add to this? Uh, I would say something that is, like, mild but people really miss and then escalates into a problem like we were talking about is on-leash socialization. Where you get a puppy and you think, i got to get this puppy to meet a bunch of dogs. And your way of it meeting dogs is not finding really well-balanced dogs for it to just hang out with or exist around. It's, I'm going on a walk. That dog looks friendly. I'm going to say, oh, is he friendly? Can he say hi? Can he say hi? Can he say hi? And then you you create the association of 
I'm the puppy. I'm going on a walk. I'm going to go say hi to that dog. I'm going to go say hi to that dog. I want to go say hi to that dog. And then the one day that you're like, no, we're not going to go say hi to that dog. The puppy's like, the heck we aren't. And I think it's the same as when you're going to the dog park. Oh, yeah. you. We see that. dogs drag people to the dog parks. And when I leave the dog parks, they're okay. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, you know, you let them drag you all the way to the dog park. And they can't, the people couldn't change their mind while the one I'm thinking of, them two big German shepherds. He couldn't have changed his mind when he got to the dog park and went on by. He could have. Well, the dogs would not have went with him because <laughs> he just, I don't think physically could have happened. He could have changed his well, mind. And what we saw was this guy being skied up the hill. And he was strong. He too. His he biceps was, yeah. were so large, he was yeah. restraining them with his upper body. Yeah. And, and his I think he's from, from walking his dogs is why his dogs were so big. And we seen him coming back, and the dogs were cool. But they were not cool going to the dog park. And, yeah. and we stopped him one day because I worked with one of them a little bit. It was kind of fun. But it's, uh, it's really hard for people, like Bianca just said, to see. Don't start yawning. Sorry. <clears throat> It's really hard for people to see what starts it. And then sometimes how fast it can escalate. Right. You know? I mean, sometimes it depends on what the dog's getting as to how fast the problem escalates. So, all right, Bianca, what's next on it? Uh, what can you do about it? Well, uh, it depends on how early you catch it, you know. It is really hard for the puppies, you know. Uh, to get, get them to where they don't go on your leash. Or to go so let's say you have a puppy and it's starting to, it pulls on the leash, of course, and then it's starting to bark <clears throat> when it sees people and dogs on the leash. Depends upon how you correct it, you know, how old the puppy is. <clears throat> For me, I go back to training on a puppy, get it to place a lot, you know, if you, and people don't realize, but you can get these young pups to place, you know. There's a lot of work to get them on place and stay, you know. But Why you would it. you place a dog with leash reactive? Just to get him to where he can settle his mind down and kick himself out of gear and relax. Yeah. It's not all about being crazy. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to control your mind. And getting the puppies to heal, as you know, is not very easy. I mean, it's, they really want to go. They don't want to heal. They just want to travel and do things. So depending upon what techniques you use, what age dog you have, we use the command collars, and they're pretty pretty good for puppies, you know. But I think still, me with my cow dogs, I would either train them or I just let them out of the kennels and let them go play. But I didn't have the house dogs like most people do. Most people have these dogs in the house, so it's really a lot of leash uh, training. You mean? Uh, you would either leash train them or they were off. Leash. Yes, they were off leash, and I just let them go play. And, and most people don't do that, you know. Uh, we have Cy here. He's, what is he, four months old right now? Yeah. And he does pretty good on leash. He does. I mean, the grandsons were even playing with him the other day, not on leash, and he was trying to jump on him, and Bianca corrected him. And he got to where he done really good with him. And, I mean, that's pretty good for that pup. So I think anytime you have a pup or a dog that's pulling on a leash, you got to figure out what do I got to do to get my leash to and it's for me it's a lot more work with a puppy than it is a six month old puppy. sometimes you should go back to leash work in the house you should and somewhere's take the control. stimulus away 
and once you get better, then you add in some stimulus and don't go to a super busy place to start and just build on that. And if you're going to let your puppies go play, which we used to have puppy play days here. Were you here back then? Yeah. And it, it was terrible. Well, <laughs> it, was terrible. it was terrible for our mindset, but it was really good for those puppies. No. <laughs> it was good for the people because the majority of the people end up training with they did, yeah. So they ended yeah. up with cool dogs. But Bianca liked one of four hairs. I don't like to have and I'm probably just gonna get like shut down the fire for this. But I just don't like up, to bro. have puppies and puppies that be the way you socialize your puppy. I think you should socialize your puppy with well-balanced dogs and let them play with another puppy a little bit. Correct. I agree. I don't disagree at all. I, I think it's you still got your absolutely batshit crazy bananas to get a puppy. And and I'll explain why. I'm not calling people batshit crazy or bananas. But if you see a puppy in a puppy play, they're just nuts. So depends on how or, you control or, they're or they're pouncing one's pouncing on the other one and the other one's like oh my god oh my god oh my god like i remember when we did the um doodle clinic and we let the what we let one dog that i can't remember the dog's name and the doodle clinic and then uh indy the cool one that was at set your dog free on saturday and then ava who's really cool now uh, we let ava and indy play and ava thought she was gonna die and Andy was like, no, no, you're not going to die. Come on, just get up. Come on, slap, slap. But Come a lot on, of people traumatize and Wait, I want this. Then you have the puppy that's getting really, really scared, and then this one getting carried away with beating that puppy up. That's not a good way to socialize no, this not. puppy, and it's not really good for this puppy either. But you should never let that, and I mean by that, you should let the same if you're going to let puppies play, they should have the same level of intensity. Yeah. But you shouldn't be able to control it. And they and shouldn't both can. be high intensity. Right. They either. shouldn't be chewing yeah. on one another yeah. and knocking one another yeah. down. And, most uh, most owners are going to, to build some, some problems by yeah. having two puppies yeah. just play and play and play. And if play. people do that a lot, they don't. They go buy a puppy, a puppy and a, they have two puppies left for sale. And they buy both because they don't want the one left there by himself. Yeah, I, Bianca knows that. Yeah. And then they have hell. Yeah. Because they have two yeah. Yeah. energetic puppies, and so. Uh, but the downside. Grow up to fight. Each yes, other. and then they end up being all kinds of leash problems with them. Is what we're all we're talking about, you know. Yeah. Uh, because one's loose and one's on a leash, and one's on a leash wants to be off leash and wants to go play with the other one. So, all right, Bianca, anything else before we bail off this subject? Nope. This is always a tough subject because people don't realize how bad their dog is getting on a leash until one day their dog bites them because they've had prong collars or pinch collars on them and trying to restrain them that way because that's what somebody told them to do. Uh, I think if you don't know how to use a prong collar or a pinch collar, you should go to the trainer and get some help. Same thing with electric collars if you're going to use those. So, Brett, do we have anything that we need to address before we bail? Uh, yeah, I ran a poll and asked uh, everybody that was viewing if they're dealing with leash reactivity. One person said yes, they're currently dealing with re uh, leash reactivity. So we probably want them to reach out to us for some help. Yeah, anybody that has leash reactive dogs, 
if you'd like to reach out to us, you can get a hold of us, Martin Pierce Dog Teacher. Uh, the office is 503 730 Yep. Yes, 27. I hadn't said it so long. I forgot what it was. But get a hold of us. And I mean, we've dealt with it with puppies all the way up to 10, 12 year old dogs. So uh, as long as the owner's willing to make some changes, normally we can fix the dog. So, all right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. And have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.